Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello to you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day you're listening to this podcast. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Revelations of the Heart podcast. This is episode number 22. Um, I've been doing the teaching series and... um, it's really just been very rich for me. And as I study each and every one of these, it just, I shake my head because it just, it just explains a day and time with which we're living in. Been doing a teaching called Last Day's Territory. And we've been looking at and breaking down the, um, there's 25 characteristics that the Apostle Paul lists in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse, verse 1. Uh, starting in verse one, uh, starting in verse two, he starts to list the characteristics of people that will make up the last day society. And in previous episodes, I've gone through and um, listed and talked in detail about those. I'm going to just, as we review, I'm going to just skim over those today. But if you want to listen to them in their in- entirety, you need to go back and listen to the other um, podcast episodes where it breaks them down in more detail. Well. Um, what we want to do first is just start off by reviewing. I always like to start off by reviewing because it just helps us to get the information into us. The more you hear it, the more it gets on the inside of you. Um, Second Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul. Uh, it's a prison epistle that Paul wrote to his son in the faith, Timothy. And towards the end of this letter in chapter 3, the Holy Spirit begins to speak through Paul and reveals you know, begins to reveal to him what is going to take place and what's going to happen at the very end of the age. We discussed and talked about the last days and the last days was initiated. It was started at the day of Pentecost uh, when the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples and uh, the apostles there. They began to speak with new tongues. That's when it was initiated. So all of our lives, all of our grandparents' lives, for the last 2,000 years, we've been in the last days. Now, it was initiated and started on the day of Pentecost. That's when it started. That was the beginning of the last days. So all throughout this time frame, this dispensation, we have seen glimpses of some of these characteristics. But what the Holy Spirit is talking about here is, and and what he's saying is that when you find yourself how one of the, how you know that you're at the end of the age that you're at the final port the last stopping point that it's 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 coming to a close things are wrapping up is that you'll find yourself in perilous times in difficult times in risky times is the greek word kalipos and when you find yourself there and you'll found, find yourself surrounded by all of these things all around almost like you're encumbered by these things then that's how you'll know that you're in that space of time 
that you're in the last day. So let's break down these words real quick because this is our verse that we've been looking at as our focus uh, of verse, and that is 2 Timothy, Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, that says, uh, in the last, and know this, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And the Greek word uh, this is the word tauto, which means this is a very specific. Um, also is the Greek word day, which means also indeed or emphatically. So the Holy Spirit is saying emphatically, categorically, you need to know this. This is definitely going to happen. The word know is the Greek word gnosko, and it means to know something definitely with absolute certainty. So this is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to be. There's no praying against it. There's no stopping. It's going to happen. This is what it's going to be. And um, he's giving details to us. God is so good because he doesn't leave us, you know, without knowledge on what is going on. And if you read the scriptures and if you become a student of the word of God, these things that are happening and that are transpiring in our society today, the things that have been spiraling, that have been coming, knowing that they're going to lead up to uh, all of these things, it, it does not take me by surprise. It does not take me by surprise at all. It's just a matter of my thoughts are just like, wow, we're really here. We're really here. I just really can't believe that we're here, that we're seeing all this. So that's why as I'm studying these words, as I look at them, I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, it, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we're definitely, 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 this thing is getting ready to be wrapped up. So you say, well, Minister Paula, are you afraid? Not a bit. I'm very excited because as a believer, I'm on the winning side. And I know that no matter what happens, that in the end we win. And we've already got the victory. Jesus has already won the victory. And so um, it's, it's just a matter of just preparing yourself for the things that are coming and to make sure that you stay true to the gospel to the very end. As the Bible says, uh, Jesus says, he that endures to the end, so the same shall be saved. And so you want to endure to the end. You want to endure to the end. My destination is heaven. And um, before I get there, I don't want to sell out. And I don't want to succumb to the things that others in society may be succumbing to. But I want to stay true to the gospel of Jesus Christ to the very end. To the very end. And just as Paul talks later on, in this particular book, he talks about how that he's ready to receive his crown. And he knows that his time of, of departure from this earth is coming uh, very soon. Uh, under the rule of Emperor Nero, Paul would be beheaded. And he knew that his, 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 it, was, it was his time to go. And so um, with that, you know, we, we understand and know that we're not to love this world, but that we are just passing through, but that our home is in heaven and so um it goes on to say that talks about uh, know this that in the last days the word last is the greek word eschatos where we get the word eschatology which is the study of end times and it means the final port the last stopping point it's the this is the final hour folks i can't stress that enough i can't stress it enough it's the final hour and during this time while we still have time, you want to make sure you get your heart right before the Lord. Forgive who you need to forgive. Let go of whatever you need to let go of. 
make things right with whoever you need to make things right with. God is not the one you need to be mad at right now, all right? You want to make sure that your relationship with Jesus Christ is solid and that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and that you know without a shadow of a doubt that when he returns that you'll be going with him. We look at the word perilous. is a Greek word, uh, kalopos, which means dangerous, risky, or hurtful times. It's dangerous times that we're living in. You can barely step outside your house without impeding danger all around you. And so um, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, this time that we're living in. And this word, uh, the next one is perilous times. Times is a Greek word, kairos, which means just a specific definite season. And this is that specific definite season, the last hour, the final moment season shall come. And the Greek word shall come is the word estimi. It's compounded of two words. And when you put them together, it means to stand, to stand in the middle of something, whatever's being discussed. And right now we're discussing and talking about the last days. So we as believers, we're standing right smack dab in the middle of all this. God knew that we would be here. Uh, he knew that this time would come. He knew that he would have a people that would still be here. So well, what are we to do? We're not to be afraid. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And we have to undergird ourselves, stay steadfast in prayer, make sure that you're going to a local church that is teaching the word of God, and that can uh, strengthen you and encourage you during this time, because there's going to be more things that are going to come, and we have to stand for righteousness, we have to stand for holiness, we have to stand for the truths that are in the word of God, that as those truths are being attacked day by day, and as those truths are trying to be pushed to the wayside, that we have to continue to stand firm and continue to stand strong. Now is not the time to cower in fear. Um, now is not the time to retreat, but now is the time to fight. Now is the time. It's our finest hour, actually. It's our finest, finest hour, and I'm very excited about it. So um, Paul begins to list uh, 25, there's 25 characteristics of people that will be in the last days in the end time society. The first one being lovers of themselves. And as I've mentioned before in other episodes, um, everything else stems from this, this lovers of themselves. It's like lovers of themselves is the big one. And then everything else branches off from here. Okay. And so, um, this generation or this time of the society will be marked by the I am generation it'll be just the, the the theme of the generation or the time the society will be selfishness the people will be super duper selfish and we see that all around us that it's because of selfishness that people make some of the decisions um that they make but we can be encouraged that even though people will make up be this type of people will be present in our society that God has still anointed us, appointed us, and chosen us to live in this time. And it's actually a great honor because it's, it's a time and a season when the prophets of old and those patriarchs that have gone before us would have wanted to live in this time um, to see this. And this is just, you know, this is just really awesome. But it goes on to say that people will also be covetous or they will be lovers of money. All right. And so that, that just means... Just what it says, that they'll have an inordinate love for money and things and be so into themselves. If you're a lover of yourself, you're going to definitely be a lover of, of money more than 
more than anything else. And then it leads us to the next one, which is if, if you're following in your Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 3, I believe is verse 2. I'm looking at my notes and I've gotten a little, a little lost, I think. <laughs> let me see. Let me go back. Make sure I get my notes. Yes, yes, yes. Lovers of themselves, covetous. Then we have boasters. We talked about that in another episode. Um, boasters, proud. To to get those in detail, because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time going into detail with with these. I'm just going to kind of skim them. And uh, we see this in our society where there's boasters, there's proud, there's blasphemers. Blasphemers. You know, a lot of times people think. Um, and in one sense, it can refer to blaspheming the divine, but in this particular sense and in general, it is just any derogatory speech as it, it intended, intended to defame uh, someone's reputation or to harm others. All right. So we see that in our society, blasphemy going on everywhere. In fact, sometimes I was talking, I think it was my mother the other day and she was describing something that somebody said. And I just, I, from studying these and getting these on the inside of me. I said, that's an example of a blasphemer, somebody that is just derogatory and trying to defame someone else um, and humiliate someone else. That is definitely an example of a blasphemer. And we see this all around us. We see this in politics. We see it in Hollywood. We see these characteristics in the education um, system. We see, and, and the thing is, is that each day that we're living, we see it more and more and more and it's almost like wow this is just really really something really really something so we'll have blasphemers and then the next one is children will be disobedient to their parents and we talked about that how there will be no respect for authority no respect for pa children parents won't be able to control or parents won't be able to um discipline or get their children to act right or do right they'll they will, they will try to, to, to negotiate uh, with their children. And uh, we see that definitely um, just uh, in children, a disrespect for authority, for those in authority and those over us. But we as believers, we're not supposed to be like that. Our children are not supposed to be like that. And, you know, we have to teach our children and our families and other believers that are around us to go to church with us or our friends in the faith that, you know, if they're falling away or they're, Leaning toward that, we gotta encourage them to, hey, come on, no, we we can't fall into this. We gotta we gotta get back, get our minds right, and make sure that our hearts are right before the Lord. Um, then we had unthankful and uh, unholy. Uh, we saw that in other episodes, and that uh, when you look at the root of both of those words, uh, it means like the word uh, thankful. It is the word the the Greek word means that one that is thankful, and when you put the the, the A in front of it, a, 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 a caritas, a caritas. Now I practice saying these words and then when I get on here, I forget how to say them. So it's something along those, kind of like that, a caritas. I think I'm saying that right. But when you put the A in front of it, it cancels out the original meaning, which is the opposite of the one with the A on it. And we have unholy. And then we talked about um, without natural affection. And this talks about the breakdown or the deterioration of the home, and there will be a there will be a deterioration of the home, deterioration of families. Okay, then we have number ten, which was truth breakers, and this just breaks down to me, you know, one that breaks a covenant or it talks about divorce, 
and the reason for divorce will be irreconcilable differences. And we definitely see a widespread um, epidemic of pandemic, I guess, so it, of divorce. And in the last day society, divorce will be rampant. All right. It will be very rampant in the last day society, but you don't have to be a victim of it. And we talked about that. If you already have been a victim of it, that you repent, ask God to forgive you. God still loves you. God still has a plan for your life. And he's able to pick up the pieces of your broken heart and put you all back together again. And, you know, if your family's in the midst of that, uh, you want to make sure that you, you pray, pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to heal and to restore and to reconcile. And he definitely, definitely can do that. Pray for your family. Continually pray for your family. Families, pray together. Pray together. Get your families together. Fathers, get your children and your, your wife and your, your children together. Even if they are grown, you get them together because a father carries more much more weight and, and, and authority. And I know when father when my father spoke and said something, hey, we 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 did it. We did it right away. It just carries, you know, a weight and authority. So I encourage you to gather your families together, pray weekly. Pray um, together daily. Husbands and wives pray together because the enemy definitely, definitely is working overtime, especially in this last hour, to tear up homes, to tear up families, and to try to um, divide families. And we know that God is not, uh, he, he doesn't work in division, but God is a God of unity. And so then we also talked about um, false accusers and incontinent, incontinent, and that false accusers, is actually the Greek word diabolos, which is the word for devil. And so, um, but what it means here is that it's, it talks about the court system and how the court system will be overran by evil or to be almost as if like the devil is right in the court system. Okay, so people are going to be just going overboard with suing one another just for any old thing instead of working things out and coming to a peaceable um agreement or a peaceable resolution they will be suing one another and then incontinent was the word that means the ability inability to exercise control so it was a lack it's just a, it's a lack of self-control so people will have um they'll lack self-restraint okay they have the inability to say no so people that are incontinent are those that uh overspend overeat um overindulge can't say no, uh, just just in, in whatever. And, uh, you know, God's people have the spirit of self-control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit that it talks about in Galatians that is proof that you are actually truly saved and born again is that some one of the fruit that you will produce is self-control. And so you have, you know, self-control. Um, and so we see this all the time. People, you know, overeat, overspend, overindulge, over exercise, over do a do a just over the top with a lot of stuff. And so this is even, you know, this even in this society be marked by a lot of people on um prescription drugs and just, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And we definitely see that see a rise. Um they'll be addicted to chemicals. And um, see, definitely see a rise in that. And I believe that brings us to our two new ones for this week, which is the word fierce and despisers of those that are good. Now, 
The word fierce is the word animoros, the Greek word animoros, which means savage or uncivilized. It is from a root word that pictures people who are gentle, kind, or mild. So the root of this word means people that are gentle, kind, or mild. But the form of this word pictures those who are harsh, cruel, savage, vicious, or violent. And when I think about uh, in history, when I think about a violent time in history or, or a people that were very violent and savage. I think about the era that the Romans, uh, when they ruled, and, and, and their uh, punishments were very cruel. In fact, it was under the ro rule of the Romans that Jesus was crucified. That was, you know, their way of, of um, punishing those that committed crimes was to crucify them. It's just a horrific way uh, to die. And if you've ever studied about um, just the nature of the death of Jesus and, and the things that, that he went through. It definitely was just a very cruel, um, just a savage way. And they, they enjoyed this to die. In fact, um, they used to, one of the things that they did to the Christians um, is that they, they would put them in the arena with lions and let just, just put them in there, just, you know, open. And the lions would, would tear them apart and they would watch this. In an arena for entertainment now you gotta have a pretty sick mind to to really enjoy and like to, to do those type of things and so although our society now is much more uh, sophisticated but yet it's more savage and more violent than any other that has ever ever been because instead of going and sitting in an arena and watching those things we can see those things right in our home we can watch it right on television. Kids can see it right on video games. You can, you can watch on the internet. I mean, you can see just about anything on the internet. Killings, I mean, we have, you, we've seen deaths. And just recently um, with, the, with um, George Floyd, we saw that. I mean, it was right on the internet for everyone to see um, someone literally dying. And so, um, in the last days, it will be a fierce society, a society that is violent and um, that is, you know, used to seeing violence. And um, you de we definitely want to continue just to pray for our nation and pray for those around us that, um, you know, that the love of God would shed abroad in their hearts and in their minds. And then the, the, the other one for today is despisers of those that are good. And this is the Greek word that it um, it pictures a hater of that which is good. When I when I saw that hater, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of haters out there. <laughs> um, which we use that term, you know, today is slang for those that you know are hating on us or that are mad because of who we are. Um, but it pictures a hater of those of that which is good. A strange word that in its oldest and truest sense depicts a society where the law is not primarily intended to protect the rights of good people, rather the law is intended to protect the rights of offenders. So people that are innocent or people that are doing good, it's like there's no law to protect them. So this word is so unusual that it was used once in the New Testament. It's a very, very rare word that was only used this time in the New Testament. So as I'm just describing this, does any of this sound familiar? Does, do you see this in our society today, in our time? God wants us to wake up and the Holy Spirit 
saw into the future and prophesied, you know, the time that we're living in right now, the time that we're living in right now. And he put that in the scripture for us so that we can be alert and alarmed. We got to wake up and be prepared to handle this. That even in the midst of this, that God wants his light to shine bright in darkness. He wants his light to shine bright in darkness. And so, say, well, what do I do? What, 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 what do I do? I'm here. I'm, I'm still breathing. I'm still living. So I'm still here. So that means that God wants you here. And it means that you can survive this time. That you can thrive during this time. That you can endure this time. Because God has strengthened us. Now, in order to endure, that means that, you know, a lot of us are going to be moved out of our comfort zones. I mean, things that, as, as we know it, there's definitely a shift that's taken place spiritually. A huge shift. Things have been weeded out. You know, God is separating the remnant from those that have been just playing around or just, you know, you got to really be saved in this final hour. And I can't stress that enough. You've got to really be saved. Got to really be saved. You got to, your prayer life, you got to pray and you got to seek the face of the Lord. And, you know, in this time, your discernment, your discernment has got to be on point because there may be times when the Holy Spirit may tell you, don't go somewhere or, or don't do something or do something or go somewhere. And we can't live in fear because it's the time that we're living in. Well, we got to take care of ourselves. We got to keep our immune system strong by eating healthy, getting rest and doing what we need to do. And God will protect us and God will take care of us. He promises us in Psalm 91 that he would give his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. He said that no plague, no pestilence will come nigh me or my dwelling. But the key to that is that's not going to happen unless you're in that secret place. Because that verse goes starts off by saying, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Then the result is, is that you're going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then you will say, as a result of that, that He is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in Him and Him alone will I trust. And your trust and your faith has to be in God and in God alone. And so just be encouraged to know that even though we see these things all around us that we're in the last days. We're in the we're in the last of the last days. That we're definitely there. So how much time do we have? Well, I don't know that because the Bible says no man knows the hour of day even Jesus don't know the hour of day. But we know that we can see the signs of the time and we know that it is very, very soon. And um, we want to make sure that our hearts are right and that we're ready. That we're ready to meet the Lord uh, when he comes. Because you don't want to be left here because it's going to be real bad uh, after all the believers are gone. Because nobody's going to be here praying and interceding. The presence of the Holy Spirit won't be here. And it's going to be horrible. And so uh, enjoy this time. This will be a, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great, mighty outpouring of the presence of God, of the Spirit of God, of the glory of God. God's going to move uh, on the earth in a mighty, mighty way. And my prayer is that, Father God, whatever you're doing in this last hour, 
I don't want to miss it. I want to be a part of it. And I want you to be a part of it too. Well, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that even though we're living in perilous times, Father God, that you're still with us. And I thank you for encouraging the hearts of those that are listening to know, Lord, that you're forever faithful. And that, Father God, that even though we see these characteristics all around us, Lord, I thank you that you preserve and keep us, Father God. Help us to keep our hearts right before you, Lord, and help us to be a light to those around us. Father God, that you use us in a mighty, mighty way. I thank you for your presence being made manifest in our lives. I thank you for revealing yourself each and every day to those that are listening. And as they study your word, as they make commitments, Lord God, to come higher in you, Lord. I thank you for stirring their hearts right now, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that we be led by your Holy Spirit and that we will continue to hold up the banner of righteousness and that we will continue to raise the standard in this final hour. That we won't cave in, that we won't quit, that we won't get up, give up, but Lord, that we will endure to the end. And I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that you be glorified, you be magnified. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back. I will be back next week with another couple of uh, characteristics we'll be talking about and discussing and be sure to um, share this with a friend and remember the Bible says in Romans 10 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.